0: Hi everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. Our title is awkward as always, but we know you guys love it. I'm joined tonight by Terek. Hello everybody. Who's still doing that voice. And Gaz. Hello everyone. And tonight we have an extra special guest. Our first international interview and a fantastic person to train with. We're joined by Kita Bassi tonight. Um, What's up? Oh, there we go. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, we hope you guys are going to enjoy the show. Uh, there should be some really good stuff coming out of this.
1: So Kita owns a company called One Eighty Firearms Training, and she's quite unique in the in the firearms industry because she's a movement coach. So she doesn't uh, she doesn't describe herself as a shooting instructor or anything silly like that, like millions of other people. She's a movement coach. So Kita, tell us a little bit, please, about what that means.
2: Okay, so. Typically, in the shooting sports, the sport is sort of in its infancy. So, in every other sport on the planet, they have coaches. And the coaches aren't necessarily former top of the game stars. They are people who study how to make those people better. So, our sport hasn't really adopted that way of looking at things yet because it's still in its infancy. So, in our sport, the instructors tend to be people who have successfully won a world shoot, won nationals, who've gone really far with their own shooting. So what I do is very unique within this sport, but very common in every other sport in the world. So I've studied movement and there wasn't any information out there on movement for the shooting sports. So I took the movement that's been proven to be effective from other sports and tested which things work when you have a firearm in your hands. Because, you know, we have something that can kill people if you point it in the wrong direction. So you got to make sure you have the right angles and things like that. So taking that aspect of the sport and marrying it to movement from other sports in a way that's safe and still efficient. And I've just done my own testing and my own research and come up with ways that have worked for a lot of people. And I'm always researching to find more.
0: Awesome. And that's just not in. It's not just for pistol that you're doing it. You're you're training some guys for PCC and rifle. Also training Correct. some people for shotgun. So yes. it is. It's it's applicable to all forms of shooting sports. Not just uh, not just the handguns that we typically think about. Uh, just because right. that's the bigger segment.
2: So I've trained USPSA shooters, IPSC shooters, IDPA shooters, three gun shooters. I've trained shotgunners. Um, I've trained military teams i've trained swat i've trained police it doesn't matter what you do if you've got a gun in your hands i can teach you how to do things more efficiently get your body to move the way it's meant to move with a gun in your hands
0: no matter how broken you are because we had exactly. some broken That's people true. in training and there was some <laughs> fantastic stuff that came out of that
2: it was so awesome um what was his name the guy with the prosthetic leg um, Nas.
1: yeah Nos. i don't yeah He wasn't in our group, but I think it was NOS.
2: Yeah, so NOS was in my class in South Africa. He has a prosthetic leg, and I gave him something a little bit different than I gave to everyone else to work with the way his body moves naturally because he has to move it a little bit differently. He can't feel where the fault lines are. He has to look at it first, make sure his foot hits that spot, and then, you know, his foot, and then get up on target where we can kind of feel our way a little bit more and a couple of different angles and things like that for his body. So whatever is wrong with you, <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know, however broken you are in whatever <laughs> way you're broken, I will work with that and help you find the most efficient way for your body to move.
0: Which is very important. I mean, we we had like Adrian in the class who uh, also was our host for, for the shooting range. And Adrian has been struggling with with sort of all sorts of issues. Um yeah. the and, shot, stabbed,
2: blown up. <laughs> Like you, and you and can think of something, still, and he's gone yeah. through it. <laughs> and he was still right in there with all the top guys. Exactly, he was getting the it,
1: beast. <laughs> so, how did you get into this, Kita? What What made you want to go in this direction with the sport, um, as opposed to just shooting guns fast like everyone else tries to do?
2: <laughs> well, I was a registered nurse before I was a coach. Actually, I was kind of doing both at the same time. So I was working in a hospital as a nurse, teaching people how to move efficiently after surgeries and things like that. And I went to observe my first USPSA match because I was in the army before I was a nurse. And the only gun I had never had an opportunity to shoot in the army was a pistol. So I was curious about that and wanted to go see what all all that was about and went and saw a USPSA match and saw the way people were moving. And it didn't make sense in my brain because what I was doing for a living is teaching people how to move efficiently as a nurse. So I took one of those shooters aside and said, I know I don't know anything about this, but would you please just humor me and try this one thing just to fulfill my curiosity? And they did. And it took, I think it was like three seconds off of running five yards or wow. something crazy like that. Well, five
0: yards. Yes. You know, that is insane, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was crazy. And then that person was like, I don't know what you just did or how you figured this out, but you're coming with me to my practice from now on. And then I got curious and started researching. So then on my weekends off, I was teaching movement on one bay and there was a shooting instructor teaching shooting on the other bay. And we were traveling around the world teaching classes and I was just doing that on my time off and eventually had to make a choice and chose coaching shooting because it's
3: fun. seems we're like all glad choice. you did. <laughs> yeah. Very much so a fun. lot of the movement um, efficiency is going to come through in basically body mechanics <clears throat> and how we should apply those joints or, or areas of the body. Yes. Um, would you say that's something that us in the shooting world lack because we've got a gun in our hand? Well, shoulders. yes.
2: Yes and no. I mean, it depends on the person. So a lot of people who pick up shooting sports tend to Of course, this is a generalization. It doesn't apply to everyone. But a lot of people in the shooting sports are IT nerds or, you know, someone who never really got into sports in high school. They played video games. They played the cello. They played musical instruments. They're in the marching band. And now they're in this shooting sport and they never really learned how to move in an athletic way. So we have that group of people. And then we have the athletes who are trained to move athletically, but not with a gun in their hands. So the things that they would do naturally doesn't work with the gun. So then those things we actually have to manipulate so that they can keep the gun pointed in a safe direction and move as efficiently as possible while doing that.
0: That makes sense. so I I think, and might be a massive generalization, um, but I think a lot of guys who get into shooting sports, competitive sports, Um, focus very heavily on the things that are in the title of the sport. So shooting um, and they, they neglect to look at the other things logically Um, me being absolutely one of them. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you showed us in your your trainings that we had with you that I was slightly conscious about, but I'd never like thought about properly things like the arm pumps to get more speed in your running Um, things like, when do you take your hand off the gun, versus keep it on the gun. Um, it's like changing direc- direction effectively, especially if you're in like a hard lean, the opposite direction. That sort of stuff you, you, you sort of figure out over time. But like, if I'm going to figure out the most effective and efficient way to do that, it's gonna take me a long bloody time versus having someone like you just show me how to do it. Uh, I
1: mean, it, it's, it's especially like long for because he's brain. not particularly bright. He's not bright. <laughs> <laughs> so at
2: the time when I came into the sport, It was 2010, and the sport was in a very different place at that time. It was typically a bunch of middle-aged white guys with dad bods, and they would shoot really fast and kind of slowly meander onto the next position. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Terry, and then shoot really fast. So movement was not a thing. They were all very focused on the shooting and the gun manipulations, which is primary because it is a shooting sport so yes that is primary but you can take so much time off your stages by moving efficiently and when i started teaching it i inadvertently created this buzzword and now all of a sudden everyone teaches movement
1: <laughs> well, imitation flattery i
0: was about it's to say so the flattery <laughs>
3: as
1: long as you get the credit
0: for for like starting it i guess it's all good
1: so. and I think I think possibly here as well because we're so far away from the rest of the world um, from a shooting point of view because we, we're the, you know there's a little bit of shooting in Namibia and Zimbabwe but but as, as far as shooting in Africa goes we're the, the, the busiest country by a huge margin and we're far away from everywhere else so I think one of our challenges here for a long time is that, is that we didn't have that as much interaction you yeah. know more and more guys are now going to shoot in Europe, less in America, but more and more guys are shooting in Europe and getting exposed to how many of those shooters are athletes. Uh, You know, I, I, I shot a match in Russia a few years ago and I was shocked because here generally a everyone's drinking and carousing and that the night before, you know, every match and, and they're, you know, they're all eating salads and, and drinking lemonade and, And it's a very different mindset. They really do Mm -hmm. take the approach of of being athletes as opposed to this is a a fun sort of weekend sport. And I think we're getting that here. And I think with with more instructors coming out, more shooters coming out, I think we're getting a little bit more of that dynamic. But it has taken us, I think, a a bit of time to kind of catch up with that it's it's a sport. It's not just shooting.
2: So if you're watching the show on video, we have a little surprise at the end here during Corona, with all the all the videos, all the video conferences, all the podcasts, and things like that that are going on because we can't meet in groups, we are going to have everybody stand up at the end of the podcast, and we'll find out who's wearing pants and who's not.
3: <laughs> this is going to
0: be exciting! <laughs> oh yes.
2: <laughs> I'm going to guess Corne is not wearing pants. We'll I don't see. think Corne is wearing pants.
1: We'll see. <laughs> I, I just said this. I, I can see Cornelia's arms working furiously under the table, <laughs> trying to find something. Yeah, I, I, I think some
0: people are like, "Please let him not be wearing pants," and I think most people are like, "Oh God, please let him be wearing pants." We don't want to so see. If you, it.
2: if you want to find my website, it's 180firearmstraining.com and you can buy my book, "Smart Move: Economy of Motion for the Shooting Sports," on Amazon by Kita Bussy. And yes, you definitely should.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And if you need sure. to reach me about setting up a class or anything like that, you can email me. My email is one eighty firearms at gmail.com
1: And we'll put that in the show notes for everyone as well. Isn't there a, a Facebook group as well, Keto?
2: Yes. On Facebook it's just one eighty firearms training.
0: Pretty much one eighty firearms training everywhere you go.
2: Yeah. Well, except on Instagram, I'm Kita bussy <laughs> Yeah, well. Is that? There- <laughs> <gotta change things laughs> up a
0: little That—that that where you hide all the good stuff because we can't find yeah. you because most of us can't spell your name.
2: Yeah, that's true, and that's where I post all my stages too. So if you go, yeah. if you're looking for stages to build, go to Instagram, put in hashtag Kita Stage, and my stages will pop up. There are stages that I typically build for my classes, or if I'm asked to design a stage for a match. They're usually medium courses around 24, 26 rounds or so. And they can be very challenging as you guys found out.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: So one, one of the challenging things about attending Kita's training is the fact that you have to stand around watching her bold stages. Because you're like, can I help you with that? And she's like, I'm busy. Get away from me. I'm, I'm doing this myself. I, I don't know what I'm building, but I'm building it because it has to be different every time. And everyone's just like,
2: we want to help. I never build the same stage twice, which means I'm literally pooping out stages. I make them up as I go.
1: <laughs> it's the best way to do it, though.
2: Yeah, It is what it is.
1: The funny
0: thing. I'm is,
2: getting better at letting people help.
0: Most stages are built that way. Like even like we've seen approved stage plans, entire match. And matches. it looks
2: nothing like that on the ground. Like, no, I like someone think had,
0: yeah, you know, someone uh, had a change of heart halfway oh, yes. through, <laughs> and things changed. <laughs> Which is always quite fun, um, especially for the guys who spent a lot of time looking at like uh, stage plans up front, looking at the, the stage design, and going, "Oh, and go there and
1: go there," and then they get completely fucked because like none of it
0: works. Yeah, that's
2: that's not a good idea.
1: But talking about the book, seeing as we did mention, it's Smart Move by Bassi available on Amazon. Um, send, check here. Uh, what is the, and, and, and for the people who kind of see it and go, Oh, that's, that's a little bit of money, it's a textbook, people. It's, it is. It, it is a gigantic textbook. It's not just a, a silly little uh, shooting book. Um, tell us a little bit about it. What, was the, what made you decide to, to make that?
2: Well, I had been doing all this research and I just was bursting with information and had to put it down somewhere. I had to get it out of my head and down on paper. So it kind of just wrote itself. And you can see all of my sources here. It's just pages and pages and pages.
0: No jokes, guys. This is a textbook. It's it's not a pamphlet. Uh, and it's it's not really an opinion piece either because like everything's referenced. You can go look it up um, and everything has been tested, which is quite, I think, extraordinary compared to some of the other shooting books that I've seen where uh, I did this one thing once and I mm-hmm. thought it worked. And so now it's a thing in my book.
2: <laughs> right.
0: There's a lot of that stuff going around. I mean, maybe not in some of the, the really big names in, in, in shooting books, <clears> but <throat> if you're looking through Amazon and you're just looking at, at random shooting books, there's a lot of it that's kind of iffy.
2: Yeah. And this book is also peer-reviewed. So it's not just it's not my opinion. It's all based on research. And then I have contributions by other shooters who've actually read it before it was published to make sure everything was accurate. And I have contributions by Paul Hags, Scott Green, Lubisha Monsilovich, Dave Savigny, Craig Osborne, Tim Heron, Eduardo De Cobos, Josh Bralick, Tim Yackley, James DeLambert, Maria Gushina, Dan Van Eaton, Brandon Leboeuf, and Jorge Ballesteros.
1: There's some and big names if you there. don't know who those people are, beat yourself and buy an internet. Um,
3: yes, buy an internet.
1: There's a couple of world champions there. There's a couple of European champions. Um, there's a weird South African who moved to Australia, but we still love him. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I think he started in Greece, didn't
1: he? I think he's. Um, I actually don't know.
2: He went from Greece to South Africa to Australia. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he's, he's been all over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's some really big names in that list. There's also some really small names in that list. We love you, Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about this book that makes it different is I have a lot of illustrations, lots and lots of pictures. So it depends on your learning style. If you like that scientific background with the cited articles that you can go and look up on your own, then that's in there. You've got all the textbook stuff. If you're not a textbook, scientific-minded kind of person, you're more of a comic book kind of person, go buy some crayons because it's in black and white and you can color in all the pictures.
0: See, you're going to have to find your book at the end of the show so we can see all the crayon drawings.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of crayon in
2: there. I actually thought about including a pack face. of crayons with the book.
1: <laughs> it would That's work for the idea. average shooter. It just it
2: just kind weighs down the submarine. shipping package
1: a little bit though. So.
2: <laughs> it, it should come with crayons. I think yeah. it should. Awesome idea. That'd be, that'd
0: be very beneficial, yes. I think.
2: 20
0: yeah. <laughs> big firearms training friends. So, sold, sold. I'd buy a set. So, <laughs> uh, Tell us a little bit about the testing you did for, for some of this stuff because I mean, there's, there's some interesting names for some of these, these moves. Um, and some of it is, I don't want to say counterintuitive because maybe it, it makes perfect sense if you're super athletic. I, I wasn't the potato like growing up, but I mean I'm also not like a peak performance oh. athlete. Growing up, I played a bunch of sports, but like I was never really super good at any of it. Um, Some of it is a little bit, feels a little bit counterintuitive. Uh, It works, Uh, but how did you test it and how did you come up with some of those names?
2: The names? Um, I was probably sitting on my couch having a glass of wine when I (laughs) made up some of these names. Like in my next book, I have what did I call it? Um, The Lift and Snap is one of my drills in the next book. The Lift and Snap. In this book, I have two ports, one wall. So definitely just, you know, chilling on my couch, having a glass of wine. And yeah, I'll call it this.
0: <laughs> I, think it's awesome. I love your naming standards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Fire hydrant. I don't know. Gotta call it something.
0: <laughs> the fire hydrant's a good one. I
2: take myself yeah. very seriously, obviously. <laughs>
0: deep obviously. Deep deep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way that things should be. That's the only way things get done.
1: Serious business.
2: As far as the the testing, so there are a lot of options in this book because everybody's body is built differently. So what I found is that something that might work for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person because everybody's body is built differently. So I just put everything out there and leave it up to you to test for yourself and compare times and see which technique works for you and which one doesn't. So we have the crossover step, some people cannot physically cross their feet over without falling down. So obviously that's not for them.
0: And it's quite funny when that happens, unless they point the gun at you during that process, then it's not so funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so then they might want to stick with the pivot push.
0: (laughs) See, more names. These are awesome. Uh, (laughs) So that's something we're trying to work on, trying to get that message out there for people is the the fact that you have to go and test stuff um, because there seems to be not enough of that happening. You have guys doing, you know, I, I'm more of a shooter than I am a movement person. So I'll talk about recoil springs and you'll have guys who will go and stick the lightest recoil spring they can find in their gun. Um, like the, the gun barely functions. And they go like, this is awesome. The gun hardly moves. And it's like, have you shot it in a timer? Because that slide takes a week to return to battery. Like, <laughs> have, you, have you thought about this? I mean, it's the same thing with the movement stuff. You have to go and test it. to on uh, the movement side, exactly. we...
1: We see lots of stuff that's become gospel. Um, you know, when, when I started shooting, there was lots of guys who told you that if you were right handed, you could never shoot a stage from right to left because you're going to get DQ'd because you're going to stick a gun in your nostril or something. Um, and th- there's a whole lot of strange things about, you know, that, that just, that there's no basis for it. But some dude started shooting and someone in his squad told him this, and he's now passed along to every shooter. And it's now this this golden nugget of wisdom that you must always do it like this. Um, have you, have, are there anything, any, let me try that again in English. Are there any things that sort have of stood out for you that that have always been gospel about how we do things with regards movement that so are contrary?
2: When I first started researching this, this was in 2010. It was gospel that you pop up into position. So you run into a position and then, You pop up to your comfortable shooting stance. One, because it's supposed to help you decelerate. And two, because it's getting back to what you know, which is your comfortable shooting stance. But I timed it and found that it was adding a 10th of a second to every single position to pop up and then get down again to move. And actually was able to disprove that technique and started teaching to stay low and not pop up. Because if you pop up, your sights are moving and you're creating shooting on the move difficulty without going anywhere for one thing. So e- either you have to shoot while your sights are raising up or you have to wait until they've come to a stop before you can shoot. And also the time it takes just to stand up and get down again.
1: Hmm. And I'm guessing yeah, if, that if, was, if that's a tenth of a second for a, a GM level shooter, it's probably closer to a second for a C-class
2: shooter. It could be. It, it depends on how the person moves too. Hmm. So I actually tested that theory on a very good shooter who asked me how to beat another particular shooter in a match. So I analyzed their videos, saw that they were doing that and timed it. And I said, all you have to do to beat this shooter is not pop up in position. That's it. And they did it and they beat them. And it was not long after that, that it started becoming gospel to not pop up into position and to stay low.
0: We're still seeing so, quite a bit of that in South Africa, um, where where guys will like really sprint to position, stop dead, set up hard, shoot. Take well, some stopping time stopping dead up. and
2: stopping dead and setting up hard is different than standing up.
0: No, no, no but, but I, I, I mean, instead of instead of staying nice and low so that they can move out of position quickly and not add the time of of having that rise before they start shooting, they'll they'll sprint to the position, set up hard, stand up straight shoot at a position where you don't need to do that. And then they'll need to lower their bodies to to generate some momentum to get out of position again. We're still seeing a lot of that. Um, So despite the fact that it's been disproven and that that it's being taught that you shouldn't be doing that, you should be staying nice and low and nice and agile. um, So you don't have that weird pop-up and and the squat down afterwards. That's still happening all over. Um, And it's probably just a lack of exposure to that in South Africa, um, I'm guessing.
2: Well, at the lower levels, you do see that here too. But at the top levels, nobody does it anymore. Nobody does. And it's accepted now as common knowledge not to do that. It's revolutionized the sport. Just that one little thing has raised the bar.
1: I mean, it's scary how far the sport has moved in the last few years. I mean, if you look at the last 10 years, it's been dramatic. But even the last five years... Uh, mm-hmm. the way guys were doing things and, and the way they're doing them now. It's it, it, it's interesting to see where we're going to be um, in, in five years or 10 years from now uh, as we learn
2: more. <clears throat> it's getting to where you have to do cross-training. Hmm. It's gotten almost to that point.
3: And yeah, I mean, that I you... would say is probably because it's being treated more as a sport now. People are studying it as a sport Mm-hmm. So they're introducing new dynamics to it, making it more of an athlete's game.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, you look at a, at an Eric or a JJ. Uh, I mean, JJ especially. I mean, that man is a fucking animal. Um,
2: well, Eric's been working out a lot.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, when I think uh, Paul Haggis had an interview with him on on Instagram over lockdown, and Eric was on his uh, treadmill for the whole thing. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you you, you watch Eric move, it's it's really impressive. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's not just the shooting. You know, it, it, standing still and shooting really fast is. It looks really cool on the gram, um, but if you watch a lot of them shoot, they I mean, Eric's a classic one where he's not that exciting to watch. You don't you don't watch Eric shoot a stage and go, oh wow, that must be the greatest shooter the world's ever seen, and then you look at the time and score and go ah. Uh, right. But he's just he's, just he's so, so efficient. efficient.
2: It looks easy.
1: Um, yeah, it makes me feel terrible. He does make things <laughs> look so easy. Yeah, he really does. You shoot a stage, you go, that was awesome. Eric shoots a stage seven seconds quicker. And how was it, Eric? I shoot a Charlie. It was shit. <laughs> 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 and Kida, fun. you've you've trained you train all over the world now, don't you? I mean you've been ah, here you were here yeah. last year, September. Yes. And you're coming back here one day when we're allowed to.
2: When we're allowed to, I will be back. I'm. I'm guessing it's going to be September 2021. I don't know. We'll yeah, see.
0: That's, that's, dire, right, that's it. sad. It, it was supposed to be substantially sooner than that. but um, It was supposed to be yeah. last month. Exactly. But then <laughs> things happened that were, shall we say, beyond our control.
2: Yes. <laughs> well,
1: excuses. I'm hearing excuses. I want solutions, not problems. The borders are closed.
2: <laughs> Basically, my entire schedule for this year was international classes. And now I can't fly to these countries. So, so I'm in the U.S. going, somebody please hire me. I want to teach classes. My whole schedule got wiped out and I got to start from square one. It's like, all right, I need to do some work here.
0: Yeah, no, that's That's rough. I mean, like... At least you have an existing client base of people who do want to train with you. Who,
2: yeah, who I think they a <laughs> I, I imagine Poor if you, can't work. Okay, you can do a class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she doesn't I take up much space. She doesn't need a lot. It's fine.
0: I, I won't make the joke I usually make when people say they have to work.
1: <laughs> we, we apologize for Kuno.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: they You've no, we far. don't, we love
1: him. Um, some I'm sure someone does. His dogs, dogs <laughs> love. him. Which is good. Someone has I'm not sure to about anyone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one else loves him.
1: Yeah, no let's uh, try and get this dog show back on track. Um, <laughs> but you guys, uh, you guys have started matches there again, haven't you? Uh, I saw. Yes. The
2: sort of. So oh. some of the ranges are still closed, um, and a lot of the matches were cancelled or postponed. So. My match schedule is kind of crazy up in the air. My teaching schedule is all over the place. <laughs> it's, it's been nuts. We can at least fly within the U.S. now. So I can get two classes. I just have to wake up at like 2 o'clock in the morning to get on a flight because they only have one flight a day that goes. Oh, wow. And then Dude. they won't let you on the plane without a mask. So I pull it up, walk on the plane, pull it back down. Once we're in the air, because, you know, then they can't kick me up.
0: <laughs> Put your mask on or I will turn this plane around. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Speaking of turn this plane around, I just did a class in uh, Pennsylvania. It was on the border of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And anytime I fly anywhere near New York, I just ship my guns there just in case. Because I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but if you land in New York and take possession of your bag with a firearm in it, even if you've declared it, you will be arrested.
3: Mm.
2: You have to be a New York citizen and have a license specifically for each gun in your possession. You have to be a landowner in New York. So uh, I played a prank on somebody. I punked a guy a little higher up than I probably should have. And Pixie was coming with me to this class. And we got a message from the pilot saying, I have no idea what's going on, but we're being rerouted to New York. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I land in New York, and Pixie's like, what's going on? And I, check, I get a text, and I'm like, oh. The text says, hashtag payback's a B word. <laughs> So then I got on a plane and got back, flew to New Jersey and finally got to Pennsylvania. But if I hadn't mailed my gun, I could have gotten in some trouble.
0: Yeah, some so, big trouble. Some So some someone products. actually
1: rerouted a plane for a prank. I yeah. need to buy this person a drink because that That's is That's actually quite impressive.
2: <laughs> that is
3: impressive.
2: <laughs> I punked I punked the wrong guy. <laughs> Big boy pranks.
3: <laughs> well,
0: it's it's totally worth it in like hindsight. <laughs> and it conditions. was pretty funny. So I
2: got back on the plane and I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. When Pixie and I got back on the plane to go from New York back to New Jersey, I'm just sitting there in my seat laughing so hard. I'm crying. And I couldn't say what happened because then everyone's going to turn around and go, you did this. This is your fault. But I'm just like. Oh, it's so funny, but I can't
1: say anything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to know now, messed around because of that chicken 14C.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See that little blonde girl back there? That's why we're in New York. <laughs> she punked the wrong person.
0: Yeah, there's probably someone on the plane going, "I have guns in my bag." <laughs> yeah.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> I was going to
1: this Kita Klops, but now I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened to George? I'm, I'm going to learn a new form of movement.
2: Out the police.
1: God, this has
2: got to
1: be the hydrant.
2: Th- th- People <sighs> wouldn't believe my life is real.
1: <laughs> so, how long have you been teaching full time now, Kido?
2: Full time. I think it was 2014. Good. That's a while. And I started teaching on my own in 2017. Awesome.
1: I didn't realize it was that long, actually. Time flies. I must be getting old. Um. Getting (laughs) older. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting
0: old. Pixie
2: and I have been doing a lot of workouts lately. And she's like, mom, your muscles are bigger than mine. But you just have more skin because you're old.
3: (laughs) Ouch.
0: Ouch. <laughs>
2: Ouch.
0: <laughs> no pocket money for you this month, young people.
2: Yeah. This 12-year-old that can do 14 pull-ups the hard way in a row. Uh,
1: bloody hell. Yeah.
2: She actually, uh,
1: it is your house, so you can always send it to the garden to forage for a dinner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she actually went with me to that class in Pennsylvania because she was training with former special forces in combatants.
1: Oh wow! Awesome. That so is. I was awesome.
2: teaching on the range while she was training indoors, and she loved it so much that after training for eight hours during the day, I'd come in from the range and find her in the gym by herself practicing the moves, punching yeah, and kicking the dummies, and still going like at the, it for another three hours.
1: That's
0: the age where they just have limitless energy as
1: long as they're excited right? about something. That's awesome. We have a we we have a future MMA champion in the uh, in in the the, the making there. <laughs> it could be understands
0: movement <laughs> understands shooting and now we'll break your eyes
1: yeah.
2: yes <laughs> and she helped me design a stage before she even started and build it that
1: that, wow that's Limited winning in parenting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what
0: happens that is what happens when your mom is like a trainer in the shooting industry like you know, it's it's She's it's it's, it's much more exciting than it's 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 Bring your daughter to work day. What are we doing today? <laughs> Accounting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are we doing today? You're going to train with the special forces today while I'm on the shooting range. And then we're going to play with the flamethrower and shoot beer cans out of the sky with a shotgun. Cool? All right. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> it seems like an awful waste of beer. Uh, we're we, we sign up. Uh, I've
2: had I tagged you in that because I knew you were on prohibition. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, as long as it's not a whiskey, so cool.
1: we we yeah, went right. from
0: like drinking a lot to being like a dry county <laughs> overnight.
2: Yeah. Right, sucked. but now you can drink on the weekends, right? Just not during the week. No, we, we can't buy booze it? on
1: the weekends. We can only buy during the week. So okay. Monday, Monday to Thursday, from nine till five. Yeah, uh, yes, so you, you can, can buy booze. alcohol when you're supposed to be working.
0: Right, you, you
2: you can, can drink can as much as you during do. the work week. But on the yes. weekends, you've got to be
0: sober. Yep. But it's okay, because no one's going to work. Everyone's <laughs> sitting at home doing Zoom calls without pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> well, one you knows you're getting slashed. It,
0: it's like, Schrodinger's pants. This is totally water right here, I promise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Schrodinger's pants.
0: I drink this during meetings all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is, I'm I can't get coffee. drunk
0: Yes, coffee, yes. coffee. He has told me that it is absolutely, definitely coffee. It is uh, actually
2: copy. She's a
0: responsible adult at the moment. <laughs> she has to adult later today. So she's 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 oh. pre adulting right now. Uh, <laughs> which seems kind of boring. <laughs> but good. I'm gonna try well, this it's adulting. The
2: fourth of July weekend, so I can be a child later. But first I have to drive there to be a child.
1: Oh well but, that's yeah, I suppose.
0: I have
2: to get there in one piece first.
0: Yeah, the, the driving is the adulting bit.
1: I mean, yeah, that's responsible. I mean you you could get wasted and get Pixie to drive.
2: (laughs) Actually, we had I had an arm day at the gym yesterday and I I couldn't like I threw my arm up on the wheel and still couldn't make the turn. I was like, Pixie, grab the wheel, grab the wheel. And she had to make the turn for me because my arm just wouldn't respond. So she actually sitting from the passenger seat, I operated the pedals and she drove me home. To my best of my
1: knowledge, we have no listeners in Wisconsin law enforcement. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Well, let me just pull up the map of listeners.
2: On the plus side, if it is someone who I could get in trouble with, they probably take my class. So we're probably good.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. If they're any good, they're probably taking your class.
2: We should be fine. (laughs) So, uh, you anyways, wanted to should, talk about the book in the works. I was going yes, to say, shall yes, we get this sure. thing back on track? And <laughs> <laughs> These uh, are good wine <laughs> Children driving cars and doing combatives and getting drunk yeah. on the weekdays at work. And oh, wait, there's a book to talk about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we should yes. probably get into the new book because I'm super mm. excited about that, um, mm. especially having the sort of Small little insy teensy bit of background on that book. I'm, oh, I'm super excited for Look, look at cover. me. Look oh, at me. I'm special. Me.
2: <laughs> so the book is called Train Smarter, Not Harder by Kitabasi. And it is basically about how to set up your training plan and execute it and adapt it according to your goals and reevaluate your goals and see if you need to change your plan accordingly. So typically you wanna set up your training plan for about one week at a time, because in one week, a lot can change. So a one week training plan, how to rotate through skills and set that up. I also will have a list of diagnostics for common issues that I see all the time in my classes and drills you can use to solve those issues. Um, And also all of you took my advanced class. So yes, basically everything from the advanced class is going to be in the book where I talk about the performance bubble and setting your goals and how to um, create your training plan around that so you can land where you want to be during a match.
3: Excellent. I'm
0: looking forward to that. That is, that really is going exciting. to be an awesome gap filler, if you wish, because like there's, there's a lot of that stuff that isn't really being covered by anyone else. Uh, and the lift have and have
2: gap drill will be in there. <laughs> It's it's really about that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a rough idea of, of, of when, when it's due to be launched-ish? We won't hold you to it more than a day or two either way.
2: Um, I really don't know. I've had to actually take a lot of things out of it because another book was published that had a lot of my topics in there. So I'm kind of redoing the whole thing right now. Oh, so um kind of redoing it. I'm going to add a section on physical fitness and specific workouts you can do for this sport in particular, and also how to incorporate your workouts and dry fire into the same thing. So you can say if you're really crunched on time and can't choose between dry fire and a workout, a way that you can combine the two on those time crunch days. Oh,
0: awesome. That is awesome because like finding um, workouts in South Africa, at least, or coaches in South Africa who understand shooting.
2: is very and hard. Can,
0: it's very hard. Um, my last attempt at that, like we, we had a, quite a strong difference of opinion in the way in which people should move.
1: Not uh, you, Kunai. A strong difference of opinion with someone?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I want to shoot and he's like, no, you need to do this thing. And I'm like, that makes no sense. I'm going to take another three seconds before I start pulling triggers doing that. I mean that might be super fast, but I can't pull the trigger as soon as I would the other way. Like, <laughs> it's a no-brainer for me, but like it just they don't understand it because they don't live in this world. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing that that training plan from you because
3: yeah, I think that whole book's going to be interesting and it's going to fill a whole lot of gaps. And the yeah, and athleticism also, part is coming into the the sport quite heavily as well. It's making a big difference for guys and girls. What is athleticism? Working out, getting oh, fit. Oh
2: yes, absolutely. And I'm also talking about decision training in the book and how you can learn a skill in half the time. I did touch on that a little bit with the spacing and interleaving in Smart Move, but now I'll get into more decision training to keep you more engaged in your practice so you don't end up on autopilot and your practice goes in one year and out the other. This is a way to make your practice more fun and engaging and you will want to do it more. And you're not going to go on autopilot. You're going to be fully engaged for every single rep if you do the decision training.
1: That is awesome. awesome. This is really exciting. I think it's going to be as different as your last book to everything else out there. Uh, so obviously we expect um, copies really, really soon.
2: Of course.
0: Um, Signed copies, uh, like like the first book.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> I like Tarek better than carnate.
3: <laughs> Most people do. That just hit my feet. <laughs> hey, at least you got a mention. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> And, and for some
1: strange reason, this episode disappeared and our producer doesn't know what happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> or well, there's round. brief bits where Kita seems to be talking in Kornay's voice. <laughs> Kornay's the best. He's and so she's, sexy. And she's saying all these
0: weird <laughs> things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so Stop with the, the decision training, I'm going to include a lot of drills that you can do with Blaze Pods. Which is something those are the been,
0: little guys you can you can tap on and things with a yes lights up and pads. I've looked what? at those; those look awesome. Well, those yes. are
1: things that the 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 racing drivers do. The where am I?
2: So I'm going to so shut up of, now
1: and ask you what those things are. Yes, <laughs> let race you to tell drivers you.
2: use them. They use them in every other sport, and we need to be doing it too. We are behind the curve by not incorporating this decision training into our training. It helps with reaction time. It helps with. Picking things up from your peripheral vision, it helps with speed and agility. I mean, it it helps with everything. So, oh, I also have a section on um, thought sequencing, which I think will be really helpful for a lot of people. So I've coached a lot of top shooters through nationals and through world shoots and things like that. Even though I don't personally have that experience at that level as a shooter, I've been there as a coach, coaching the top level shooters through these matches. And I know that I can help people by putting this information out there. It seems weird to people in this sport because they don't really understand coaching as opposed to someone who's lived it and experienced it. But I was there living it sort of vicariously and coaching these people mentally through these major world level or national level competitions so I am going to put some things in there on the mental game and sequencing your thoughts. And I know Steve Anderson has some really good stuff out there on the mental game as well.
0: He's he's pushing that quite hard at the moment, uh, the, the Lanny Basham uh, with winning in mind stuff that he's doing. Uh, yeah, And this
2: book is not about the mental game, but I will touch on how to sequence your thoughts during a match, how to sequence your thoughts while you're Um, preparing to shoot a stage so you're not getting ahead of yourself or thinking about what you just did.
1: That's awesome I think on on the coach point because I think it's one of those things that people sometimes especially in our sport get confused about if you look at a lot of Olympic gymnast coaches they look a lot more like I do than they look like Olympic gymnasts Um, and I think people have got this this sort of perception that you know it's I, I've 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 trained with some really good shooters and I've also trained with some really good shooters who weren't great trainers because while their 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 skills were amazing, in a lot of cases their skills were so amazing that when you said, Well, how do I do that? It was kind of a case of, well, you do it. You
0: know, it They can't was,
2: tell you because yeah, they haven't had uh, to dissect it.
0: Yep. there's a, and, there's and a big it, difference between understanding mm. how to do something and why to do it, and being able to do it. And there's obviously a, a bigger difference in being able to convey that to someone else over and, and over.
1: Our industry has, has a fair amount of that. You know, there's, there's sort of the classic shooting instructor uh, where we all stand on a line and I bark commands and we all do the same thing. And if you learn anything, that's great. And if you don't, well, it's obviously cause you're stupid. Um, and we've seen more and more sort of teachers on, on the shooting mechanic side where people are, are teaching. They're not instructing They're teaching. And I think on the, 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 the coaching side is 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 another aspect to that that we need, uh, and and it's not yeah you know, it's not necessarily a case of uh, you know it doesn't it's like with a shooting instructor it doesn't matter if your shooting instructor can shoot really well uh, it's nice but if they can't teach you to shoot really well then they it, it doesn't do you any v- value you know if if they're not a great shot and they make you a better shot than you are well fan fucking tastic you've you've moved forward really well. Uh, if they're a great shot and they go well, when you stop sucking, you can be as good as me. That money you've spent, where's it gone? And I think a lot of people don't understand that you're not paying money to watch a instructor be awesome. Um, and and some, some people, people do. Seem to, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people want to touch the magic. You know, there's there's a couple right. of instru- I mean, there's a couple of US instructors who are famous for people go on the course so that they can tick the box that says, says I trained with X, Y, Z. Uh, right. And it's not that, and you go well. What did you learn? Well, no, but I, I trained with so and so. Okay, that that's awesome. What did they teach you? I trained with. So- okay, <laughs> did you? How how are you? Gooder than you were before. Well, I've got the certificate that says I'm a death ninja operator. Um, <laughs> but so I think I'd... perceptions are changing about that as well, especially I think with the younger folks. Uh, <laughs> get off my lawn. Um, I think we're seeing it here and I'm sure you're seeing it over there. People are kind of going, well, what am I going to get out of the training as opposed to what am I going to get to say about who I trained with?
2: Typically you're hoping to get one or two golden nuggets when you go to take a class. And if you've gotten one or two, you've gotten your money's worth. But I feel that in my classes, people get more than one or two golden nuggets just because nobody else is teaching this stuff.
1: No, I think, I mean, all, all three of us trained with you when you were out chair and jokes aside, I think there was no one in, in our class who who didn't walk out of there with a list of things they learned. And I'm not just saying that because you're here because you're far away so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, we, you know, the, the, no the, the
3: perception.
1: Well, exactly. And I, we don't know if there's a shot to next year so I might be safe. Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's you, we definitely. I think we all definitely walked out, walk out of there with more than one or two things, and that's that's it. You know, that's and it's it's what you do with it afterwards as well. You know, in you, you, in a, a two day class, you're not going to learn how to move like Eric Raffaella or JJ Ricasa. Um but if you take those skills, yeah, uh, which is also the hard bit because I'm fairly sure next year or. or Year after next, whenever we get to do this, you're going to see a whole lot of people who haven't practiced anything. Uh, not us, obviously, because we're all really responsive. <laughs> <laughs> well, Absolutely.
3: <it> <laughs>
2: well, something something else that happened while I was there is, I think it was Nikki was pretty insistent on having an advanced class. Yes. And uh, I have, you know, I have worked with people one on one teaching these things, but I never did it as a class in a class setting it's just been private training at the advanced level so nikki wanted the class so i'm on an airplane flying from one place in south africa to another writing my curriculum on the airplane and land all right here it is this is what we're doing and it was a lot of fun that and it's awesome. gotten even better well awesome.
1: you'll have to show us exactly yes
0: so just something i want to interject here. Um, Kita's far away and she's not coming back till 2021 because circumstances, but there is another way that people can get like to touch the magic. Like T said, um, <laughs> you do, you do video coaching, um, well reviews and, and, and assist people through video reviews in seeing things that they're doing that are perhaps not optimal. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? And most importantly, how people get to you for that, uh, so they can make use of that.
2: Yep, yeah, just email one eighty firearms training at gmail.com and we can set up a video just like this where I watch you dry fire or I will look at a couple of your videos and see what your lo- lowest hanging fruit is and give you drills to work on and explain We're the process talk you through them. <laughs> Say again.
1: I said you're shooting videos. Yes. Sorry.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you see the moment of realization on my face. <laughs> yes. Oh. So
0: much better That was the moment that the innocence
2: left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so no, I've had a I couple of
1: I, I apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I also do video reviews, which is different than talking like this. So talking like this is useful, especially if you've already taken the class and we can't meet. So you can't take it again because it is a maintenance class. So your skill level has improved since the last time we worked together and now you want what's next. So meeting like this on video is a good way to do that. And then I can watch you dry fire or just watch some of your videos and then talk to you about what I think your lowest hanging fruit is and talk through training plans and things like that. The other thing I do is a video review. So if you're a former student, you get four videos for 50 US dollars. If you are not a formal, former student, then you get three just because it takes me longer to explain things. And you send me the three or four videos via Dropbox, share with my email, 180 training at gmail.com. And then I run it through an app where I can voice over it, speed it up, slow it down, draw angles on it. And Gaz, you had one of these.
3: I've had two different sets of videos done, yes. What do you think of the process? I think it's a great process and it it definitely helps break that down to the next level in areas that you're not looking at. And I find myself regularly when I'm reviewing Matt footage of of myself is I tend to watch the gun more than anything else. I'm watching other things. I'm not watching my body and most importantly I'm not watching my feet. And you help point that out and sort of take that to the next step where you're saying, Okay, but you're doing this with your feet or your Waist is facing this way, your shoulders are facing that way. Try and change those small things. And then that all ultimately leads to better efficiency, provided you go work on it.
2: Mm -hmm. And so now I've also been adding in drills. You know, before when I first started doing this, I was giving drills in a message or something like that. But now I'm actually drawing the drills with my finger on the video, (laughs) like how to set it up. so that I can talk them through how to set up the drill and how to practice it to fix whatever the problem is. And a lot of times I'm just making up a drill on the spot that addresses that particular issue and telling them what to watch for.
0: Technology That's nice has addition. changed the game so much. I mean, the ability to record yourself and, and basically instantly review it has made such a big difference. Um, the software that you're talking about is spectacular for analyzing this sort of stuff. And yeah. it's the fact that you can now get a second pair of eyes that is trained to look at things that you as the shooter don't look at um is a great value add in in, in fixing things that you will never look at like as it as is looking at the gun some dudes are looking at does my hair look okay when i'm shooting the stage and people Ooh, look are at my bum uh, i do that all the time yeah. or <laughs> right, look at my bum or your bum
2: <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't going okay. to explain
0: it but obviously yours <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shoot.
0: but does my butt look good when I did yeah. no, it's like, who cares about the score? This looks fantastic on the grams, because- my-
1: Does my ass look big in this Delta? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean,
0: it's, it's Technology really has changed the way that we can, we can do things and the way that we can train and learn. Um, and it certainly closed the gap, especially for South Africa, being so far away from everyone, getting access to fantastic trainers. Um, you're not the only person doing video reviews at the moment, at least. Um, that it's it's opened up a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. You're the person we're recommending they go to, but <laughs> there are some other people who are doing it too. It's it's really opened up opportunities for people. And Tim we Haran hope that they is use also that. also very
2: good. Who? Sorry? Tim Heron. Yeah, you just have to hold the screen good.
1: quite low for Tim hey? <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Tim. <laughs> One day Tim's gonna
3: punch me. That in the we knees. do, Tim. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: no he does if you're looking for a shooting video review Tim Heron does a great job and he uses some of my movement stuff in his classes too with I mean he's taken it and I'm totally fine with him doing that and helping people get better and I if you want movement obviously you'd probably want to talk to me because I think I'm the only person in the world that's teaching specifically movement but yeah for for shooting I, I would go to Tim Heron
1: yeah, and that to a nice mean, it's a like, analytical approach to things. <laughs> well, <laughs> My yeah. favorite
2: thing to do when I'm doing video reviews is, you know, how I talk about the tactical bunny hop when they're <laughs> hopping around between positions instead yeah. of staying low. You know, I can speed it up, slow it down, move it forward and backward. I just make them go like, <laughs> <laughs> and I make sound effects and everything. <laughs>
0: That's worth the $50 for the four videos. Sorry, that
1: That's a value add. You're not even paying extra for that kind of attention, I mean, gentlemen. that's personalized attention. You know
0: that she's looked at the video beyond the shadow yeah. of a doubt because she had time to do that.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, wait this is funny. I'm going to play this again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would do the same thing. I uh, not, not the, the can't the, help
2: the, it. No, it's, it's so funny. It's just, <laughs> So if someone and they will to... never do it again. Yes. <laughs> Every time they start popping up in the position, they're going to be thinking in their head. Kita going.
0: <laughs> I mean that that would fix a lot of things.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, if Just someone likes to do, his do it, head,
2: no comment. <laughs>
1: No comment. At least a good case to be an adult. Yeah. Keeping my name if clean. If, I'm
2: a sponsor shooter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. Actually. It is what he does. <laughs> yeah, He's the only one here with any manners. If someone wants to do um, send you video of shooting video, what are they, is there anything that they need to pay particular mind to when they're getting someone to? I mean, obviously, if someone cuts off their feet or zooms in on their gun, that's going to be less ideal. I'm guessing. Uh, what, what do you, have you got some pointers just so, so that uh, guys can, can ask their mate with uh, the phone who's, who's filming it how best to do it?
2: Yeah, first of all, make sure the stage that you send me includes movement. <laughs> if you're standing and shooting, I probably can't help you a whole lot with that. So make sure there's significant movement in the stage. Second of all, include your whole body and feet. So I can see how you're moving, not just the gun or just your torso, whole body.
1: You don't need to see targets or anything. You're you're just worried about what the body is doing.
2: I can usually tell what they're engaging. Sometimes it is useful to see the targets because they might have some stage planning issues that we can address. So can I've you- had that before too where they're leaning their weight one way and then they have to go that way. And they could have just switched the engagement order on that array to flow through it. Things like that, where it's stage planning that affects their movement.
0: Okay. So you, you need third person video. Um, your, your sort of hat mounted GoPro is not helping. (laughs) Well,
2: I have looked at it. Um, then if I have a question on something that was going on, I can go and look at that. So it doesn't, Hurt, but it's not necessary. And
0: you yeah, do but, but don't submit. And it only does that.
2: take me longer to review it then if I have both videos to go through. For
0: yep. each stage. And don't only submit the first person stuff. That's what I'm saying. Because yes. that is right. you're just wasting. You want, your want to
2: include that? That's fine. But third person video is preferable.
0: And also get your mate to do a good job of actually filming it. Um,
1: one, Bold if he's laughing, he's The Whole thing is shaking. Huh. <laughs> Film it in landscape. <laughs> Anyone who films in portrait should be sent to prison. And don't <laughs> change... Don't start filming it in portrait and then change halfway <laughs> through Nicholas Quayle. Um, sorry, I did not mean mention <laughs> any names. Nick Quayle. Nick Quayle. Uh, because that's no <laughs> good it's Nick. to Matt Beast.
2: And if if you have me film it for you, I will film it in selfie mode, just so you know. Never hand me your camera.
0: That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Does it come with like running commentary of how badly the stage? <laughs>
2: oh, he's, is the oh, he's sucking now. Oh, right now you're doing a drop step, and you should be doing the pivot push.
0: <laughs> Did he not buy and read my book? Why am <laughs> I falling my <laughs> <laughs>
2: That
0: is awesome. So, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Jazz, you, is you need you need to pick up on some questions here because. <laughs>
2: We're just getting stupid at <laughs> <Yeah>. this point. <laughs> and we need I'm Gaz not even like,
0: drinking. Gaz needs to step in here because, like, he's the sensible, smart
2: one here. They're all fight. children who shoot guns.
3: Yeah, it's a very low bar. <laughs> Whose children that shoot guns? What?
1: Us. Yeah. Everyone uh, except us. you. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gaz is a child. He's just, he's, he's that child who, like, when the teacher left the class, kept doing his work.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do seem to recall in art class I was like, "Okay, it's lunch break, and Gaz is still out there pounding away on the drills." Okay, it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. <laughs> Take a break. Yeah,
1: that's Gaz That's is- why Gaz has a pile of president's medals, and I right. have a pile of empty that whiskey bottles. <laughs>
2: uh, He's motivated. They both could
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: But I'm sure you have some questions, Gaz.
3: Well, you guys sure. answer You guys asked all my questions.
0: <laughs> we always do this. Like we feel so bad afterwards because we're like, "Gaz, what do you want to know?" And He's like, "You've <laughs> asked." Like, That's not uh, really what happens, which is never good. Uh, so, Gita, can you tell us a little bit about pre-match warm-up? It might be a little bit sort of weird, but we looked at when I was in your in your your class, a lot of people looked like they had never stretching in their life, never mind before each match. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably quite uh, guilty of not doing proper warm-ups and things before a, a match either. Um, it's become much more popular over here in the last couple of years for guys to be in the safety area, practicing draws, doing a bit of dry fire before the match starts. But a lot of guys are – there's no stretching. There's no there's no physical warm-up happening. There's a bit of mental warm-up happening with, the, with gun manipulation.
1: But I
2: said two whiskeys, bad. and I'm
1: good to go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so – before you shoot, your muscles are cold, right? So you want to prepare your joints and muscles for movement. And you do that by doing dynamic stretching. You don't want to do the kind of stretching you do in gym class in third grade, where they have you stand there and hold your leg in a certain position for 20 seconds, because that completely elongates your muscle. And then you don't have any spring in it to move explosively out of a position, so to prepare your muscles and joints for movement, instead, you want to do dynamic stretching, which is moving your joints and muscles through their full range of motion, which will be in my next book.
1: Frame Small Very by Akita Basi. Available from Amazon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek's trying to He's fishing for commission here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nobody exercise that that is really important it's something we don't think about and and in all seriousness as a lot of shooters are, are, are not 23 anymore um, a lot of shooters are of the, uh, the the senior or close to senior or super senior variety not me I mean I'm, I'm still young but uh, and for a lot of them people get injured because they don't prepare their bodies properly to do this stuff so never mind just being competitive Um I've seen people give themselves some quite serious injuries, especially, you know, stage one of a nationals when it's seven o'clock in the morning and it's yeah. freezing freaking cold uh, and you now decide to go at a full sprint uh, and your body goes, what is this thing you are trying to do? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's, that's something important and I, and I think I mean, be- before kid is close, I, I took the complete wrong approach to stretching because you try and do that thing where you stretch out as opposed to any sort of dynamic movement. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's yet another thing of, of value.
2: Well, it's also important to make static stretching a daily habit. And that's where you are fully elongating the muscles so that your body is a little more prepared. You're laughing at my puppy.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I
2: I am smiling (laughs) as a puppy, though.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) This is Mahal.
3: Hello. Which is
2: Galag for love and also expensive, which is...
0: (laughs) And also expensive.
2: (laughs) And she's six months old and a little stinker.
0: Dogs are like my favorite thing in the whole world.
2: Yeah, so static stretching is for after the match, not before... And it's something you should be doing on a daily basis, and you'll find it's actually a lot easier to get into and out of awkward positions and low ports and things like that. Exactly. Over time, it can help.
1: So you can't just stretch once and be done with it?
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't think the stretch you did when keto was here counts for next week's match. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the dynamic stretching before the match is going to help. And anytime you sit down and your muscles get cold again, then, you know, if you're waiting on the squad in front of you because the match wasn't planned out properly and you're waiting on squads all the time, then you're going to be sitting down for a while. And when you stand up again, you want to go through your dynamic stretching again.
3: Yep. That is a I,
0: by stage number three in the match, they're starting to get into their stride. Um, before that, they're having significant problems. Like, <laughs> but let me just get through the first two stages, then I'll be warmed up. It's like, well, there's a solution to that.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Mm. Added to that, and, and I've, I've actually never thought to ask you this, but I think some of, some people might find this quite interesting. Uh, what, what sort of exercise routines do you recommend to people as a general thing? Do you suggest they go do CrossFit and tell everyone about it? Or, um, what, what sort of things should should people be doing in preparation for for their, their sort of match experience? So outside of dry fire, outside of live fire, uh, what should they be doing physically to, to make themselves better?
2: So anything that involves squats is going to help with explosive movement. Squats are huge for competitive shooting. Also, anything with ankle strengthening is going to be good, like jump roping, hopping between squares on one foot, then switching feet and always moving in different directions. Um, We do a lot of sprinting with short sprints with direction changes when we shoot a stage. So it's good to practice those things. But we also need endurance to get through a long, hot three-day match. And that would be more long distance or extended cardio of some sort so that you can make it through that match and know you're not going to pass out in the heat that will give you a huge advantage if other people are feeling lightheaded and you don't. Hmm.
0: Absolutely. We're getting a lot of
1: people out to do a sort of... Uh,
2: getting your endurance up there hmm. is huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two-day two day and especially three-day matches. Um, Two-day matches, you see guys start uh, sort of checking out day two and three-day matches, I've seen a fair amount of of people just lose all their wind in their sails and, and day three, they just, they're done. Uh, you know, and if you're trying to work out for a world shoot, that's a five day match. So you need you need to be able to go, and you, you, you need to be going 10-10s that whole time.
2: Yeah, and of course, you know, the resistance training that we talked about for your arms and the weight vest and things like that are good things to do that you can do during your practice but keeping your arms strong helps with transitions and draws and whipping the gun around a little bit easier. But something most people don't really think about a whole lot is the core. Your core muscles are what control your entry onto the target. When you're transitioning transitioning from target one to target two, in order to control the entry onto target two during a wide transition, it's actually your core muscles that control that entry. So working on your core muscles, especially the transverse abdominis, is very important. And working on that transverse abdominis, it's kind of like a corset muscle. It's also going to help support your back so you don't get fatigued through a three-day match from holding the gun up all the time you're using more core muscle instead of just depending on your back and you're going to be in less pain at the end of the three days.
3: Yeah, and I can attest to that because since I started going to gym with this fixed routine and workout and that sort of stuff is I realized how much you use your core. You use it for a whole lot more than what you think. You think you're doing some sort Mm. of leg exercise, for example, but if you don't uh, engage your core correctly, then you you lose your balance.
2: Right. And balance is very important in our sport as well and that's all core. I mean it's mm. legs too, but a lot of it is core. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I think
0: a lot of guys miss the uh the match endurance bit of of it uh because we have so few big matches here every year. So and I say big matches I mean I mean 3-day matches are relatively uncommon, except for the nationals and usually, not two days. usually 2 days, but like 3-day matches are uncommon. They we've had them but like they're, they're pretty uncommon. So guys are used to shooting half day or one day club matches or leagues. And they do those all the time and they feel great. And then they get to a bigger match. I mean, I had that when I shot the level four, like I'd, I'd never shot a match that, that was that taxing physically. And it wasn't because there was a lot of movement. It was just, you were up at seven in the morning shooting.
2: Mm-hmm. you were
0: shooting till five in the afternoon. You did that three You're days. a row. Lugging
2: the- all your gear around, mm-hmm. walking between stages. Exactly. You're out in the heat, yeah, pacing a- and resetting.
0: Massive There's eye opener, because we, we're just not exposed to that quite as as often. And as a result, people seem to ignore that aspect of, but they, they ignore the endurance. I'm sure lots of guys are working on sort of high intensity stuff, but not not For endurance. explosive
2: movement, yeah.
0: Yep. Mm.
2: Plyometrics are really good for explosive movement as well.
0: That's a big word.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Plyometrics, it's basically just jumping and squatting and combining together. Jumping, okay. like box jumps, lateral okay. box jumps, that sort of thing. So I had leg day today. I told you what happened with arm day yesterday.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leg and day today, today, I walk you out of the gym.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I walk out of the gym onto the sidewalk, and I'm parked, you know, right up on the curb, or next to the curb. And I, like, I took a step off the sidewalk, down the curb, and my leg just gave out I almost fell I didn't fall mm. I almost fell but like I didn't realize how my legs weren't going to catch me when I took that step down <laughs> so I stumbled down this curb to get to my car and then you know did the whole did anybody see that and there's a whole <laughs> crowd of people standing there and I was like it's okay I'm just drunk <laughs>
0: totally worth <laughs> it
2: and they're like rolling their eyes you know this is Wisconsin everyone's <laughs> drunk all the time so they're like
0: oh so it's a July weekend Like, that makes sense <laughs> of course I'm driving I, 40 looked
2: like I was stumbling around drunk but it was just leg day <laughs> <laughs> did anybody see that?
0: Yeah, I, I was so drunk I took a taxi home Oh, the
1: taxi driver's coming to fetch
0: us okay, car tomorrow. I'm just
2: drunk. Now I'm gonna get in my car and drive away.
1: <laughs> well I'm far too drunk to walk home. That should be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the gun show it does not in any way support any sort of drinking and driving. And if you have a drinking problem, phone someone who can help with that. We're <laughs> not people to help with
2: that. Yeah. I we- wasn't drinking, it was just leg day. <laughs>
1: We, I mean, we believe sure. you. Millions would. Sure. Us, we believe you. <laughs> uh,
0: we,
1: we've had that same
0: problem with leg day.
1: <laughs> yes. I've, I've leg dayed out of a couple of clubs and bars in my time. It's it's a challenge.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right.
2: So that's what we're, we're going to call it from now on is leg day.
1: <laughs> yes. yes.
2: During the week, you're allowed to have leg day. But no leg day on the weekends.
1: Yeah, no, there's (laughs) no leg day on the weekend. Uh, Highly legal over here over the weekend. Yeah. (laughs) And for your health, you shouldn't really have more than two units of leg day a day. Uh, (laughs) Don't binge leg day, people. (laughs) (laughs) He is a nurse. (laughs) This is medical advice. Um, for our American listeners, this is not medical advice, and please see your doctor.
2: <laughs> not by day. the FDA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm fat every day's leg day when you're fat. Um.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Keita, when, when you come out here again, and grace us all with your presence and your training, will not you give us a little bit of, like, advanced notice so we can let people know via the gun show, of the gun show, that you're oh, coming out? Um, as soon as I, I find out <laughs> it, but I understand that it's all up in the air at the moment but if you tell us like a little bit up front um, it's not because we're trying to steal all the spots um, nudge nudge wink wink um, <laughs> uh, if <we laughs> but if you tell yeah. us a little bit up front we'll we'll, we'll be sure to, to get the message out there that you're coming back out when it is who to contact uh, to make bookings all, all that sort of stuff
1: um, awesome. we're looking at, at in your mind sort of roughly hopefully September next year if all goes That's well kind of
2: thinking yeah
1: excellent um, so start putting some money aside um it's it's not cheap but it's it's definitely not expensive for what you get uh and you probably need this training more than you need another gun um and, and it take, shooters.
2: it'll probably take at least three years off of your training to take this class mm-hmm.
0: Just something to mention for the uh, the guys who have qualified for the world shoot. I mean, that's that's just in time for you to attend the class and uh, <laughs> learn stuff and have sufficient time to actually practice it before you go and actually do the world shoot.
1: Um, and there's a, a couple of world shoot uh, t- team members who were on the course last year. Uh,
0: yep. yep.
2: Gaz, Grant, um...
1: Grunt. Grunt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Grunt. Is that
0: always, what you said? He, he <laughs> yeah. still does it. Like he's he's yeah. taken grunting to a whole oh, yeah level. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey,
0: if he, it, he,
2: works, it. it works, do it. It works. You
1: can hear him three range, three bays over. <laughs> 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 but it works. Yeah, it
2: works.
1: <laughs> oh. um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely. We saw. I mean, Grant Holly. It's made the team, um, and he was on the course down in PE. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I know there's, there's a fair amount of guys who are going to the world shoot next year. now, not this year. I mean, um, not just Gaz. He's our favorite one, though.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he is the prettiest of the lot. Yeah.
1: Uh, did your mom hit you today like I asked you to, Gaz?
3: No, I had a migraine, so I was uh, got away from it.
1: all bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you can let us know, and if, if everyone wants to start... Uh, if you forget one eighty firearms training at gmail dot com, um, get hold of one of us. We'll get you in touch with Guido. We're also working on getting a stack of the books here, um, which Corne is going to kindly liaise for everyone, so they will be uh, hopefully be available for sale here once the postal system or something resembling it is is functioning. Uh, yeah, we'll
0: so, we'll we'll courier them in because yeah. Postal service is notoriously unreliable over here. Yeah.
1: So, if if you want a, a copy of that, please, 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 just uh, shoot us a, a message. Please don't post it on the Facebook page because we might miss it. But shoot us a message, and we'll put your name on one. Um, and uh, it's it's money well spent. I uh, my my copy has been read a couple of times. Um, well, I've looked at the pictures. I'm free really <laughs> uh,
2: It also um, makes a great doorstop. Or if your coffee table is a little uneven. I mean,
1: jokes aside, it's like the podcast. As long as you download it, we don't care if you don't listen. As long as you buy the book,
2: it doesn't matter what you do with it.
1: Just buy it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) makes a fantastic coloring
3: book.
2: It does. It's a great coloring book. Yeah,
3: and the correct definition is that you actually have to read the pictures, Tarek. Don't just look at the pictures.
1: Ah, see... That's why you're a sponsored shooter, Gaz. That's, that's the difference. Because <laughs> I read pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why T is the
0: pretty face, because he can't read. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be the smart one.
2: <laughs> yeah, every picture has a text box explaining what's going on. So if you're not really a textbook kind of person, you, if you just read that box and look at the pictures, you'll be okay.
1: Or we'll do what, what Gaz didn't get your girlfriend to read you the words.
2: Uh, yes, <laughs> and all the, all the drills in there are bullet point summarized for those of you whose brains work that way instead of as full text and there are pictures and I have a list of things you'll need to set up the drill a picture of the drill then a bullet point list of what you need to do to make it happen
0: it's, it's almost like she thought this through um, and it's <laughs> almost like she knows how your brain might work and how to best get the information across
1: um, so what you're saying is this book is the complete opposite of this podcast. It's,
0: it's like some attention has been paid and some thought has been put into it by someone who's comp- – it's the opposite of this podcast.
1: He didn't get drunk and go, let's make a book. Ah, words, words, words. Ah. words, no,
2: joke. words. no jokes. No In- jokes.
1: How do you know that
2: didn't happen?
1: Uh, we're, we're pretending for the listeners. Here. <laughs> This is a professional podcast. Well, I do,
2: so, so If you haven't taken my class, I do this really creepy thing where I know what you're thinking when it's related to shooting stuff. Did any of you experience that? No. Personally?
0: But I'm creeped out right now with the fact that you're mentioning
2: it. <laughs>
0: I'm curious now. So when, we,
2: when we do the intro at the beginning of the class, I basically look into your soul and analyze you but don't worry. It's so that I can help you. (laughs) So I know how to help you, what your learning style is, what things you are probably going to need to focus on. And then before you shoot, I can tell whether you're going to have a good run or a bad run. And I think you guys can probably do that too. When you watch someone else Mm. step up to the line, you're like, Oh, this is going to be good. Or, Oh, he's not ready.
0: Mm. Yep. Yep. That comes with a little bit of experience watching people be like, right. This is, this is this is such a beautiful train wreck about to happen. Just
2: right. away. <laughs> and I like got on the grams. my students bottom. and like, stop, just just stop. Don't waste your ammunition right now. <laughs> before you do this, this is what you are going to focus on. We got to fix it before you start. And they're like, "How did you know I was going to mess that up? Like, I knew I was going to mess that up, but how did you know that?
0: It was written all you over mean? your face, yeah. the language, dude. Like <laughs> everyone." You were just the only one, like, ignoring it. <laughs> Which you thought common. you were going
1: to power through. <laughs> that's what we do as students. I'll power through.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> no, that'll be okay. You know, you fix it. More bullets. I mean, oh, yeah. by, like, by, like, the third standing reload, you've got to be acing
1: it. <laughs> that's why I stopped shooting classic, because there's never any more bullets.
2: Oh, you guys are going to love the new drills I added to the advanced class. One of them is a game that's a progressive drill. So you have teams and you get timed to the last shot. So the slowest team member is the one who sets the time. <laughs> and you have to remember what number of shot you're on. So the first time you go shoot one shot, the second time it's two shots, the third time is three shots, fourth time it's four shots. But you never know when your team is going to be called. So this is decision training. So I call out the team and hit the timer and you run up to a table, load your gun and shoot your prescribed number of shots. And it, the timer goes to the last shot. Then you come back, stand behind the line, and still don't, like, I could call you four times in a row. You don't know. It's so much fun. And then we do hit factor to decide who the winner is.
3: we we do the
2: kamikaze drill, which you're very familiar with. Yes. But now I have (laughs) this other new drill, this other decision training drill where you engage the target that shoots at you.
0: Oh, I saw those in in one of your recent Facebook videos. Those are quite cool.
2: It's so much fun.
0: (laughs) Also, it it takes out the whole pre-planning thing because you have no idea which one's going to go up next.
2: You just have to react. Yeah,
0: I like the idea of that a lot. We'll need to get some pyrotechnics happening over here when you come out so that we can do that.
1: (laughs) It's fun. Explosives? Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then we played White Trash Trap after my class, so all of my students and I went over to the rifle range there's a pineapple sitting out in the field, and we had a beer can launcher. So we had to launch the beer can to see who could get their beer the closest to the pineapple, but you get to defend your position. So after you've launched your beer can, you go and defend your position where the guy after you is shooting, and you have to try and shoot their beer can out of the sky with a shotgun.
1: Oh
3: you know, you know so Terry- I got
2: my pine mine closest to the pineapple. <laughs> Then defended my position, shooting the beer cans out of the sky with a shotgun. So then the next level, they took the top five shooters that got to go to the next level. The next level was shooting a balloon at 200 yards with some old garbage, like World War II rifle that only is supposed to be accurate to 100 yards with peak sights. <laughs> So I was the first one up and they gave me 20 rounds because they thought there's no way she's going to hit this thing. And they gave 20 rounds to all five of us. So I walk up there, first shot, hit the balloon and they're like, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was over because there was nothing to shoot. So then my prize was that I got to blow up Tannerite with a, a sniper rifle. I see,
1: that's, that's kind of awesome. cool. Nice. We don't get to that's do that awesome. yet. like
2: we- Welcome to U.S. training.
1: That was, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that that entire description was like peak America. Like yeah. I heard I, a I'm bald powerful. eagle.
2: <laughs> I will shoot beer cans out of the sky because I can, <laughs> and then I lit the campfire for the barbecue with a flamethrower.
0: I watched that video too. I, I would watch that video. love one of those flamethrowers. Like comes so and puts it out fun. with a
2: fire extinguisher.
0: <laughs> and that poor dummy. I mean, that dude really got it. <laughs>
2: I shot him in the
1: face with
0: beer. That was awesome. That was awesome.
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, that was if so you're, much if fun. You're,
0: if you're going to go out, I mean, like getting shot in the face with beer has got to be one of the better ways. <laughs> I
2: agree. Well, it seems oh. like a
0: good way to
1: go.
2: Wow. Well. <laughs> well. you want a beer?
1: <laughs> never. No, I've never asked <laughs> you for a beer in my life again.
3: <laughs> that was quick tea. That was quick.
1: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I saw what happened to that. though. yeah.
3: Here, catch.
1: <laughs> my <laughs> reflexes are a bit slow, so. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Awesome, Kita. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate you chatting to us. You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, we. you like a Persian cat.
3: We're, we're, we're
0: slightly <laughs> surprised that you will take the time to talk to the three of us. Uh, I mean, we're absolutely honoured.
3: But <laughs> yeah, thank you very surprised. much, Peter. <laughs> yeah, really, uh, thank you very much.
1: And uh, that, that we'll keep everyone appraised as to what's happening with you coming out here again. We'll uh, but in the meantime, chat to Peter about getting the videos out there. Uh, you know, start as soon as we can start competing. Start, start working on on upping that side of your game. You'll be very grateful you you did, and you'll be surprised how quickly you can you can move up the ranks. Combine that with actually shooting good and and you'll be quite surprised.
0: Exactly. So one of the things we actually do well as a podcast is fun. We're not good at pretty much anything else, but the guests have all said it's been awesome fun. Uh, (laughs) None of them ever said it was educational or...
1: (laughs) We We are number 14 on the educational South African podcast list, which will tell you how bad South African educational podcasts are.
2: <laughs> Not <laughs> about white trash crap and it's it's educational.
0: Yeah, that's educational I mean I learned something new from that. I mean that sounds like an awesome <laughs> game that I've never played. I mean that's <laughs> educational. <laughs> as long as you learn something.
2: It's so much fun.
0: We need to play that game when you come out.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know yeah. where we're gonna get a beer launcher from, but
2: <laughs> I'll have to bring one, I suppose.
0: I don't know Ooh.
2: how I'll get that through customs. Yeah, that's, that's no, almost I as drink bad. my beer, it's customary. It's yeah. almost as bad as getting <laughs>
0: routed to New York with your gun. <laughs> you
3: two, for We could build one. Yes. Get Garrett, <coughs> Page and Garrett. I will start working on something.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, no the you won't. In the group. That could potentially yes. have some issues. So you oh, won't I'm be doing issue. that.
3: No, I'll just, yeah, no.
1: Excellent, excellent. We won't. We won't try anything like excellent.
0: that. Excellent. I'll I'll warm up the shotguns for that
3: game. So long.
2: <laughs> it's we wait it's until Powered by lock blanks.
3: Lockdown. What's that? I must look into balloons. Okay.
2: It's powered what? by blanks. The beer can
3: launcher. How, how much blanks? How much alcohol have you had, guys? <laughs> no. A, blanks, you're <laughs> no, no. You are saying blanks. You are hearing balloons. No, no. I was still stuck the on the other <laughs> subject. I was on the other subject. I will not. Look into the other thing. I will look into balloons.
1: Oh okay. ah. god, uh, yeah, you uh, lost all of us. Sorry, knees. I was just like that.
3: I was ten seconds behind everybody else.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's usually my job, but anyway. <laughs> all right, shall we wrap That's this up so we don't keep it too long? <laughs> yeah.
2: Fireworks.
0: Fireworks. Oh yeah. Where do I? You need to put your uh, your your camera back on for a moment because apparently we need to stand up and show everyone whether we're wearing pants. Or oh yes
2: yes, yes. All Good right. point
3: well presented so I can't stand up though so,
0: so no. i i think I think that's okay so Gaz has gone first and gaz is he definitely has leg warmers on we don't know if he's wearing pants because he's not oh. standing up. Oh, he's now showing us his legs
1: that's not okay. a pretty
0: sight D-Bag, <laughs> do you want to go next?
1: Oh. Jake <laughs> says, so, "We
2: can't okay. see. We
0: can't see your pants." He's, uh, he's wearing, wearing pants. pants. He does have Bloody pants. On.
2: I'm amazed.
0: <laughs> Not as <laughs> amazing
3: about to me. <laughs> oh, you're or wearing, wearing pants. pants.
2: You're wearing pants too.
3: This is disappointing.
2: It's it's too cold there, and I'm wearing pants too. Oh my god, oh, everyone's like,
0: wearing pants. Oh, this is this w- the worst. <laughs> Zoom call in the world. Everyone's going.
2: <laughs> that was anticlimactic.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I was impressed by like the insistence that I wasn't wearing any. But <laughs> it's you, I too mean, you do have a you, sort of any, yeah. you have a creepy sort of no pants kind of vibe, Corn? dude. I've been working from a home office since twenty twelve, and
1: you hardly ever wear pants. The <laughs> creepy <laughs> bit's the more important bit. Though.
0: I mean, if you can't be special. At least you can be creepy. It's <laughs> my motto. I'm going to put that on my shooting shirts from now on.
2: <laughs>
0: and on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of uh, Welcome to the Gun Show. Uh, things have gotten slightly off the rails, but uh, it has been fantastic fun. Kido, thank you very much for joining us. It has been amazing seeing you—not um, quite in person, but at least there's video. So been really good yeah,
2: it's been fun thanks for having
0: me on the other two i'm really glad that you were both wearing pants because <laughs> this could have been scarring but it wasn't so bad in the end um next time we we look forward to seeing you out here when you come out next we will be sure to tell everyone when that happens and uh, i will talk to you about getting some books out here for everyone awesome so that we can get uh, content out Sounds thank good. you very much later losers hi guys okay bye bye,
2: bye. bye.